One day when heaven was filled with his praises, one day when sin was as black as could be, Jesus came forth to be born of a virgin, dwelt among men, my example is he. The word became flesh and the light shined among us, his glory revealed, living he loved me, dying he saved me, buried he carried my sins far away. Rising, he justified freely forever. One day he's coming, oh glorious day, oh glorious day. One day they led him up Calvary's mountain. One day. and rejected bearing our sins my redeemer is he the hands that heal nations stretched out on a tree and took the nails for me cause living he loved me dying he saved me and buried he carried my sins far away
Well, good morning. Welcome to Batuka Church of the Nazarene and happy Easter. He is risen. We can celebrate our risen Lord and Savior wherever we are this morning because it's not about the building. The church is us. He is in us. He is alive and well. And so we come this morning to celebrate his resurrection and to worship him. Well, I hope you're ready for a wonderful worship service this morning because it's going to be a great morning because he has risen. Would you bow your heads with me this morning? Heavenly Father, we come before you. We thank you for what you've done and what you're doing. Father, we thank you for the gift of your son, your love and your grace, for pouring out your spirit on us, Lord. Father, we thank you for all that you're doing in your church, even in the midst of all of this and uncertainty and everything else. You are alive and well. You are building relationships. You are challenging us to go deeper. You are drawing us closer to you. And Father God, we thank you for that. We thank you that you are a God who stays. You are a God who never fails. You are the God who is with us through everything, Lord. And Father, you are the God who overcame death and gave us eternal life because of your love and grace for us. And so, Father, this morning we come to sing. We come to worship. We come to praise you. In your name we pray. Well, would you join us this morning as we worship together in song? Good morning, and thank you for joining us for worship today. He is risen. He is risen, risen indeed. He is risen. He, he is, is risen, risen indeed. indeed. It's a beautiful day to worship the Lord in song. Christ the Lord is risen today. Sons of men and angels say, ah, hallelujah. Raise your joys and triumphs high, ah, hallelujah. Sing ye heavens and earth reply, ah, Open paradise, ah, 
will see how great, how great is our God. How great is our God. Sing with me, how great is our God. How will see how great, how great is our God. God we serve. He loves us so much that even death could not keep him down. He loves you so much that he came back for a relationship with you. It is wonderful to celebrate the risen Lord this morning. Amen. He is risen. Oh, would you bow your heads with me this morning? Heavenly Father, we come before you. We thank you for the opportunity to worship you. We thank you for the opportunity to be in your house. Father, we thank you for the opportunity that we are your house. It's not just a building, but it's us. Wherever we are, we take the church with us. And Father, this morning, you remind us that this is not just about following somebody who gave up their life. No, you didn't stay dead. You rose from the grave. You came back because you want a relationship with us. You conquered sin and conquered death to save us for a relationship with us, Lord. And Father, we come and we say thank you. And Father, this morning, we just ask that you would speak to us through this message this morning. Speak to me. Help me to step out of the way, Lord. Father, let it be your words that speak in me and through me this morning. Speak into our very hearts and souls. Father, drawing us closer to you in all we do and all we say, that our hearts and lives would reflect you. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, this morning's passage comes out of John chapter 20, and we're going to start at verse 10. Then the disciples went back to their homes. But Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the feet. They asked her, woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. But she did not realize that it was Jesus. Woman, she, he said, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned towards him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabbani, which means teacher. Jesus said, do not hold on to me, for I have not yet returned to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them I am returning to my father and your father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news. I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. The word of the Lord this morning. 
Wasn't it amazing that, that here we have this situation that Mary goes and, and she finds that the, the stone has been rolled away and she goes and she gets everybody and the body is missing and they all come running and Peter and the other disciples get there first. And they look and scripture tells us they haven't fully processed everything. They don't fully understand what all of this means. But the disciples go back to where they were and they leave Mary there alone at the tomb. And Mary is left outside crying over the loss of Jesus. Now, the interesting thing in all of this is that it's grief that has driven her back. Now, we have to understand the grieving process in the Jewish culture is taken very seriously. The first seven days of mourning is so serious that mourners could not work, wash, have intercourse, or even study the law. These are major things they're not allowed to do. You see, the Jewish culture was so serious about expressing grief rather than repressing it. They didn't believe in holding it inside. They wanted to let the grief out. They wanted to mourn. And so when a body goes missing, like it has in this case, it prevents people from bestowing that final act of love that would be regarded that would be given to them. This is in itself an intolerable act because even grave robbers back then knew better than to take the body. So what happens here is completely showing us God's power, God's sovereignty. You see, because the tomb hasn't been robbed, the angels are proof of that. Mary sees two angels in white sitting there in the empty tomb. This points to a divine moment of God being involved that validates the proof of who Jesus is. He is not here. Think about that for a moment. Mary, in her mourning, doesn't realize who these men are. She's struck in her grief. Others haven't told her apparently or haven't explained what they are getting because they have left. They've gone back to where they were. And here she stands puzzled in grief, in mourning over what has happened by herself. Even the angels ask her, why is she crying? You see, they're trying to nudge her out of the fact that, look, he is not here. He said he wouldn't stay dead. He said he would come back. Jesus is not here. Don't get stuck here. Don't get stuck in your past. Look at what he's doing and be ready to move forward. We see an example of this in Elisha. When Elijah comes and puts his robe on him, Elijah chases after him and Elijah sends him back. And what does Elisha do? In 1 Kings Chapter 19, verse 21. So Elisha returned to his oxen and slaughtered them. He used the wood from the plow to build a fire to roast their flesh. He passed around the meat to the townspeople. They all ate it. Then he went with Elijah as his assistant. You see, Elisha understood. I can't get stuck in my past and what I'm doing. I have to move forward. Mary is struggling with letting go of what she doesn't understand, letting go of her past. And so often we get stuck at the tomb, wondering where is the body? But there is no body because death has been conquered. He 
has risen. The second point here is the fact that, that we can't lose sight of what's happening. You know, this is where issues start. We get our eyes off what, what's important. We get our eyes off on other things. Where is the body? Where have you taken him? What have you done with him? Mary is more interested in the body than the message of Jesus Christ. And because of being wrapped up in her own little world, Mary loses sight of what's happening right in front of her. Have you ever had that happen? You get so wrapped up in what's right in front of you, you lose sight of the good things that are taking place in front of you. Jesus is not in the tomb. He is risen. Lives are being transformed right now in the middle of this virus. Hearts are being drawn back to Jesus. People are seeking him like never before. We have the opportunity to share the message as long as we don't get lost in the details. Don't get lost in what's happening. Get lost in the message of Jesus Christ who came back from the dead. You see, when Jesus comes and Jesus talks to Mary, she thinks he's the gardener. Oh my goodness, this is the man that you love and you don't even recognize him talking to you. But then Jesus addresses her by name. And just like a good shepherd with his sheep, Mary responds and recognizes that it's Jesus. You see, Jesus didn't go away to do something just corporate. Yes, he's building his church. He rose from the dead for each and every one of us. This is personal. This is for each person right here, right now, no matter where you're watching, no matter where you're listening. He rose from the grave so that you would have an opportunity to live with him eternally. So you would have the opportunity to have forgiveness of your sins and a relationship with him. I love the fact that it's just, it's so personal that Jesus has to go marry. Isaiah chapter 43 verse 1 says, But now thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. Jesus loves us so much that he addresses us by name. Don't lose sight of what's happening because of everything else happening in the world to lose sight of the fact that the Heavenly Father loves you and knows you by name and wants a relationship with you. Our relationship is not just corporate. Yes, we, we come together, we worship as a body, we serve as a body, but our relationship is personal. He knows us each by name. He calls us each by name. We are each saved through him, through his death and resurrection, through his love and his grace. We have the opportunity to be one with him. The reality of this meeting with him is more important than the riddle of the empty tomb. So often we, we stop to look at the tomb and we get stuck. Where is he? 
Where'd the body go? What happened? Did this happen? We look at the scientific reasons, but the reality is Jesus rose from the dead. There is no body. The grave is empty. The grave is not what matters. What matters is the love and the grace that he shows us so that we cannot get stuck there but be able to move forward in that same love and grace. Mary holds on to Jesus' feet. I love this. When she realizes who it is, she grabs hold of his feet. She doesn't want to let him go. And Jesus says, I have to go. I have to ascend. I have to go up to my father. Mary, I have a job for you. Go and tell the others that I am going to my father, to your father. Mary, go and tell them that it is not over. There is more to do. You see, the mission doesn't end. The work doesn't end here. This is not what Mary expected. Mary was expecting Jesus is back. Now we can go back to normal. We can go back to the normal everyday life with Jesus. But what Jesus says is no. Be ready. Go tell the others because I am sending my Holy Spirit to do a new work to prepare in you for sharing my gospel and grace with others like never before. Mary learns in this moment that this message of love and grace is going to continue long after the resurrection. Well, this leads us to what Mary is learning here, which is we cannot stay at the tomb. We have to go forth. We have to go out. We have to go share who Jesus is in the byways, in the highways, in our neighborhoods, around our town, around our nation, around our world. We are called to be a people who goes forth. We are called to be a people who shares the love and grace of Jesus Christ with everyone around us. You see, this is the fulfillment of John chapter 16, verses 19 through 22. Jesus realized they wanted to ask him about it. So he said, are you asking yourselves what I meant? I said in a little while, you won't see me. But a little while after that, you will see me again. I tell you the truth. You will weep and mourn over what is going to happen to me. But the world will rejoice. You will grieve, but your grieving will suddenly turn to wonderful joy. It will be like a woman suffering the pains of labor where her child is born. Her anguish gives way to joy because she brought a new baby into the world. So you have sorrow now, but I will see you again. Then you will rejoice and no one can rob you of that joy. Today, we celebrate who Jesus is. We celebrate him overcoming death. He has vanquished death. It has no sting. Eternal darkness is forever vanquished if we follow Jesus Christ. And he offers us a life of love and grace through him. If we will surrender and share his gospel message with others. Today is not about a man who was buried away. No, this is about a God who overcame death, who loves you and me so much that he would go through the depths of hell to find you.
to have a relationship with you. That he would suffer one of the most cruelest forms of punishment and death to save you, to have a relationship with you. This morning, here he is. He is among us, offering us the same gift that he offered 2,000 years ago. And with that gift, he says, come and follow me. Come and share my message with others, a gospel message of love and grace. Arise, my children, and go. Leave this place Share my message of love with all those around us so that others can have new life and be born anew in me. Today we celebrate the fact that life in Jesus means no turning back, no losing sight of what is important, and that we are called to share Jesus with everyone we meet. The tomb is empty because he is risen. The tomb is empty because he lives. The tomb is empty because he loves you. The tomb is empty because he loves all of us and wants a personal relationship and wants us to go and share his message with all those around us. He is risen. Today, don't let yourself get stuck at the tomb, but instead go out announcing, he is risen. He is risen because Jesus is alive and well and wants a relationship with each and every one of us. Would you bow your heads with me this morning? Heavenly Father, we come before you. We thank you for who you are and Father, we thank you for your love. Father, we thank you for the fact that you came and you, you died for us, Lord, but, but not just the death, Lord, but that you overcame death, Lord. You conquered death so you could have a relationship with us. And so, Father, this morning we come. We come and we sit at your feet and we say, Lord, fill our hearts with you. Light us on fire like never before. Shape us and transform us. Lord, send us out into this world that we would be the bearers of your good news. Lord, may we not get stuck at the tomb, but may we go out into the highways and the byways sharing your message of love and grace with anyone and everyone that has ears to hear. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for the fact that you are alive and well and working. In your name we pray, amen. He is risen. Have a blessed week.